Howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunker podcast, Zeb, coming at you uh, with episode 97, uh, titled Make Mead. This episode's a little bit different. Uh, the audio version is coming out a couple hours after the blog version, as I'm recording this with someone else. And who is that? I wonder. Hello, my name is Shannon. I'm Zeb's fiance, and I'll be joining you guys for the podcast today. I wanted Shannon to join us because she helped me make the mead. And it's kind of been a journey. And what this all is about, this episode, is I want you guys to make mead. I've put in recommendation segments before, but I'm going to go a little bit more into it because it's really fun. It's really easy. You can do it for like 25, 30, 30 bucks, and you can just have a whole gallon of honey wine that you made and be proud of and can drink and share with others. So that's what this episode is about. Um, now, first, let's get into it. What is mead? Shannon, what would you say mead is, just off the top of your head? Uh, I've heard it described as a honey wine. Yep. And you can flavor it with different things, um, but traditionally it's just honey and wine. Honey and... Honey and water. <laughs> honey and water and, and yeast. Yep. Yeah. That's what mead is. Wikipedia defines it as it's a mead or fermented honey water. It's an alcoholic beverage, sometimes with various fruits, spices, grains, or hops. The alcoholic content... Ranges from 3.5% alcohol by volume to more than 18% sometimes. The defining characteristic of meat is that it's the majority of the beverage's fermentable sugar is derived from honey. So honey wine, like I said, simplest ingredients, like you said, Shannon, water, honey, and yeast. It's just those three. The reason why I chose meat to start making myself, I literally Googled what's the easiest, simplest way to make alcohol, and it said mead. It is the simplest, um, and it's the oldest. It's the oldest form of alcohol. How far back do you think mead goes, Shannon? I mean, we've been drinking alcohol as humans forever, but how mead's the oldest. How far back do you think it goes? That's a really good question. I'm thinking like super far back. Well, yeah, super far back. How? <laughs> what do you think? How far? How, like before? How far? Uh, two hundred years, two thousand years. A couple, couple of thousands of years here. <laughs> Uh, it's referenced in cultures of China, India, and Egypt. The earliest documentary uh, documented evidence suggests that a fermented honey beverage was drunk in India some 4,000 years ago. That's one source. A couple different sources I've seen. So you have the ancient Indians, the Chinese, um, you have Egyptians, but you also have what is mead most known for in movies and stuff? Uh, Norse. Norse, Norse and mead. And what uh, did Norton, the Vikings? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you think of mead, you think of Vikings. They drank it out of their specialty engraved mead horns. You there see? was only for mead. Yeah. Yeah. They had, okay. they had horns that they drank for mead. They drank beer too. And they mixed it together and came out with something that has a different name. We'll get to that in a bit. Mm. There's a whole bunch of different kind of meads we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, but the Vikings, they had a mead that was made specifically, you know, it, it was like their. Like you, when you and I drink something special, like champagne, right? Like a celebration think, drink. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. think like some. What do we drink today that's like really celebratory? Champagne, um, which is weird. Um, now that I think about it, let's do a side note about champagne. To call something champagne these days, it used to be you could call anything champagne if it was wine and sparkling, but now to call something champagne, it has to be made in France. I think specifically in Paris or France. Um, I think maybe just just France it, to call it champagne. If it's made like if you get champagne that's made in America, they have to call it sparkling wine. Yeah, mm -hmm. do you know that? I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, that's why something if it's actually called champagne, it's more expensive. So anyway, that's mm -hmm. sort of what they 
the Vikings considered mead. It was like the really expensive stuff because it took so long. Mead may be the simplest kind of alcohol, but it takes forever. And we're learning that now because <laughs> Shannon and I started making two batches about a month ago and we just got done with the first part. Now we have to wait like six months for it to even taste decent. So we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> Another ancient culture that made mead was the Greeks, uh, the ancient Greeks, you know, Socrates, all those guys, um, Alexander the Great, the ancient Greeks, they also drank mead. The history of mead may go back more than 8,000 years. Um, that's what they think. I think the most hardcore evidence goes back just like about 4,000, but they there's written tales about it going back 8,000 years. Uh, the oldest known meads were created in the island of Crete, which is in Greece. Uh, wine had not yet been created. Mead was the drink of the age of gold, um, which is, you know, different ages in history. So the word for drunk in classical Greek remained uh, direct translation, honey intoxicated. So to say, yeah. yeah, to say that, oh, that guy's shit faced over there. Um, they didn't say that. So oh, that guy's honey drunk. That was, that's how they said drunk. So mead is one of the oldest and it's been around forever. I'm thinking the historians think the reason why it's so old is because it's so easy to make people. They think they actually made it by accident. Oh, so I was going to ask if you knew how they made it. You know, what did did somebody just leave it in a jug and it turned into that, or someone purposely combined all those things, or the you said you think it was an accident? Yeah, they think it was an accident. The oldest mm -hmm. recipe was really confusing, and they tried to apply. I've seen YouTube videos of mead makers today trying to do the oldest recipe, and it was like, why would you do it that way? It takes so much longer, and it's <laughs> so much easier to get you know contaminated. Uh, but the oldest recipe was super simple, water, yeast, um, and they would add the honeycomb in. The honeycomb, you know, if you don't get the the raw honey and you don't boil it down, you're going to get some bacteria in there, and that way your wine could be a little funky, uh, but the oldest recipe didn't seem to care about that. So, uh, so, so yeah, they must have done it uh, accidentally is what they're thinking. That's why they think it was so old. Uh, people just left honey and water together and drank it and got shit-faced. Yeah, you know, and I think one of the other things that, that we neglected to mention was that you do have to use a specific kind of yeast when you're making mead. You can't use bread yeast. You're not supposed to use bread yeast. You, you want to use wine or champagne yeast or something like that. Yeah, you can use bread yeast mm -hmm. um, when you're making your mead, but it's not been, I mean, it's not going to come out as well. It's going to taste a little funky. It's mm -hmm. not going to ferment as well. You're not going to get as much of an alcohol yield. If you use wine yeast or even better champagne yeast, um, you're going to get a higher alcohol content. It's going to come out better. It's going to ferment faster and, and more efficient, um, and, you know, depending on what kind of nutrients you give in there. We'll get into how we made it. Uh, yeah, let's talk about how we made the yeast now before we get into the different kinds of mead. What we did is we tried for our first batch because I totally expected to screw it up. <laughs> I really thought I was going to, oh, well, let's try to make this mead thing here. But I expected the first couple batches to be absolutely, you know, dog shit. I thought it'd be terrible. Um, so I mixed just the water just the honey i watched some guy on youtube made a, the the cheapest kind of meat i could find he said it cost him about 25 bucks and i called it like shotgun mead he called it quick mead i think that's the official term for it is quick mead uh but i call it shotgun mead because it's so simple most ways you would make mead that I, all these videos and articles i was watching included all this kind of really fancy sterilization you had to get specific kind of sterilizers you couldn't get rinse at rinse repeat sterilizers because if it required rinsing, it wasn't a true cleanser. It was just a, you know, so uh, I was so worried about the sterilization. That's yeah. kind of where Shannon came in. I, I was like, <laughs> Shannon, could you please clean all this stuff for me? I was so worried if I couldn't see the bacteria, it would screw it up. So 
Uh, she did that. She cleaned the cardboard and everything. She did a great job. Thanks. Yeah. Fun fact, though, honey is also a, a natural bacteria killer. So if you do get some bacteria in there, there's a chance it's not going to hurt it because the honey's going to fix it. There is that, yeah, mm -hmm. there's that margin of error that the honey sort of takes care of for you. Yeah. Um, but still sterilize your stuff. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> what I, the video I saw to make the, the easiest way, and this is what I want you, my listeners, to try on your own. Get 30 bucks, you know, save it up if you have to, 30 bucks. Go out. You can buy all this at like Walmart or your, your grocery store. Um, the only thing you, you might have to get specialty or order online is like a wine yeast or champagne yeast. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to do that, just try the bread yeast. It'll still give you some kind of alcohol content and you can see what you get with the bread yeast. And you can find that at Walmart. We found that at Giant Eagle mm -hmm. or whatever your local grocery store is. So try this. Go out buy a one gallon jug of spring water. Um, you don't want distilled water. Distilled water is just H2O. Nothing else is in that jug. You want the spring water. You want the minerals. That's what's going to help make your mead taste better. So get the spring water. We got Deer Park because that spring water, we paid for a gallon of it. Um, and it comes, it's already sterilized. It's all like they already give you a sterilized container full of water. So don't use your tap water. That tap water has some chlorine. It has fluoride, all kinds of different stuff in it. Um, if you're using um, city water, if you have city water, if you have a well, that actually might be pretty good um, to use for your mead. But just to be safe, buy it, go out, buy a gallon of spring water. And then each gallon of water, you want about three pounds of honey. Now, here's why mead is the simplest to make but it's not the cheapest honey right now is kind of expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so each pound, what it costs like eight to $9 a pound. A lot, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. So you're going to spend quite a few bucks on that, but you can get cheaper kinds of honey. Um, I think when the guy made the video said it cost him like 25 bucks, honey was cheaper at that time. Now honey's a little bit more expensive. So you might have to save like 35 bucks to make this, but you'll be okay. And so, they typically recommend a raw honey, right? Yeah. Not raw, something that's been processed. Or yeah. Um, now when you do that, you do run a smaller risk of getting a, a little bacteria in your honey, uh, but it's going to taste better. Uh, the raw honey is better than that, like processed honey. So try to get raw honey. And if you can, you can boil it up, but ju we're just trying to do the simplest version here. So go out, buy one gallon of water, three pounds of honey, and then buy, um, you're going to need, what we use, about two tablespoons, two tablespoons of yeast, wasn't it? Yeah. Two yes. tablespoons of yeast is what we used. Like I said, better if you use wine yeast, best if you use champagne yeast, but if you want to do bread yeast, go ahead and do it. We, you can use like Fleischmann's uh, bread yeast. You can find it. You probably have never gone to your grocery, if you're like me, never gone to your grocery store and thought, where can I find yeast? Never thought of it before this, but I was able to find it and you can try and use that. And we did do a batch with the bread yeast. Turns out it wasn't fermenting like we wanted it to. So we did switch to the, the wine yeast, but it was fermenting. There was some hints of alcohol in it. So it did work. Then what you're going to do. So you take the water, you take your gallon of water, you pour about half of it, I'd say into a clean container. Okay. So now you have your jug. It's about half full. You're going to put the three pounds of honey in that jug of water. You're going to put the cap back on, shake the shit out of it. Shake it like crazy. Get that water and that honey mixed up together. Then you're going to take your yeast and you're going to put about two tablespoons of it into the, the water honey mix. Okay. Then you're going to add your water back in and don't fill it up all the way. You want at least... Um, what, two inches, three inches, couple inches, right where, right where the uh, bottle of water starts to like curve back up to the, to the, um, you know, 
when you have a cylindrical of water that you buy, it starts to curve back up to the cap. You want a little bit below that curve. Um, leave some head. Basically, you don't want it to explode because that it's the yeast is going to eat that honey. It's going to create a lot of pressure. You don't want it to explode. Yeah, a lot of bubbles. Yeah. Yep, a lot of bubbles. Now, I got a made meeking kit, made meek mead making kit uh with came which came with an airlock so that's what you're going to put on your cap when you put it away uh you're probably not going to have that you're not going to find it at walmart super simple options we have here um one the easiest go out buy a bag of balloons just like regular balloons we just bought like what was it like a dollar bag of balloons we put that over the cap we punctured a hole in the cap of the, the water bottle cap. A little hole. A little teeny hole, hole, teeny hole, so that some pressure could leave from the cap. Then we put the balloon over it, and then we, we put like a – how big was the hole that we put in the balloon? Like so a, small, like a pinprick. Like a pinprick yeah. in the balloon. That way, what that does is it allows the nitrogen that comes – I think it's nitrogen mm – -hmm. that comes from the yeast that eats the honey to escape. It allows it to escape so your bottle doesn't basically explode, but it still – doesn't allow bacteria to get into it. So if you just let it open with the cap open all the time, um, what that would happen is yes, the nitrogen can escape, but the bacteria would get in there and make your mead disgusting. So you wanna you wanna have some kind of device that allows the nitrogen to escape, but the bacteria not to get in. Typically, you'd have like a good old airlock, an official airlock. Um, but if you don't have that, just use the balloon. We have a whole batch just with the balloon over top, and it's working great. The next best option, I did see a couple of people online use, what was it called? Cheesecloth? Oh, yeah, cheesecloth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can use cheesecloth, um, and you can put that over top, and you'll see, like, bubbles come out of the cheesecloth, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. And you use, like, uh, rubber bands to make sure the cheesecloth is tight to the top of the cap there. So that's another way to do kind of like a bit of a makeshift airlock. Once you do that, put that jug away. Uh, oh, I forgot one thing. Yeah, you did. We need the yeast nutrients. So basically yeast is alive, so you have to feed it and it eats the sugar, but you know, it needs to have more in there to kind of keep it alive and going. So, you know, you would add what a tablespoon of raisins, five or six raisins to yeah. that, and that would feed your yeast. And then your yeast doesn't need fed anymore and we'll just eat off those and and create kind of that alcohol that you're looking for. Now when you make wine, um, like I'm not an expert here, but I guess when you make wine, grapes have that nutrient in them, so you yeah. don't have to add nutrients. However, when you make mead, you're going to have to add nutrients. Now, there are chemical nutrients. I think it came in my kit, but we didn't use those. I wanted to just use the raisins, see how that worked. So I just put like, you know, a couple of handful of raisins, um, not a full handful. Like Shannon said, like, what do we use, like seven or ten? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I cut them up. I don't know if that helped or hurt. I don't know. But I cut, <laughs> I chopped them in half so that the nutrients in the inside would come out and the yeast could eat off that. So you have to add that into your mix first before you put your airlock on. But anyway, so you got your water, your honey. Make sure you don't put fill it up all the way. Add your uh, raisins in there or whatever kind of nutrients you find. You can, if you want to buy uh, official uh, mead yeast online or official uh, yeast nutrient online, you can do that. Or you can just do the straight bread yeast and the raisins. Put that in your mix. Shake the shit out of it. Then punch a hole in that uh, water bottle cap. Put a rubber band over it with a balloon with a hole in the top and just put that somewhere where it's dark and it's uh dry and it's about 70 degrees and let it go for a month just forget about it um you can look at it every once in a while you should see bubbles coming up that's those bubbles is the is the product of yeast eating those sugars from the honey and producing nitrogen that's left over and that's creating alcohol they can tell that it's fermenting um let it go for about a month if you want to then 
you can bottle it, but you have to make sure you kill the yeast. You can kill the yeast with by putting in the in the fridge or the freezer. Yeah, basically puts doesn't actually kill the yeast. It puts it in. Uh, it stops it from fermenting. Basically. Yeah, hibernation. Yeah. It puts yeah. the yeast in hibernation. Yep. You can also boil it. That does kill it. Or you have Camden tablets, which is like a chemical killing of the yeast. The reason why you want to do that before you bottle it is because if you don't kill your yeast or make your yeast stop fermenting and you bottle it, then your bottle will explode. Yeah. The yeast will keep going. <laughs> It'll eat the little bit of yeast that's still hanging on. will keep reproducing, keep eating those sugars, and basically explode if you if you put it in a bottle that's corked. So there you go. Um, if you want to let it age, you want to let it age like three to six months, which does take a long, t long time, I know. But, if, you know, we live in a one-bedroom apartment. We're still making do. We have it under our sink, and we have about mm, – it was supposed to be about two gallons. We didn't want to overfill it, so we probably have like a gallon and a half, and it's going to be good. We're going to share it with people, and six months' time, it's going to be really exciting. We get to share it with people. Now – I wanted to talk, I wanted to show Shannon all these different kinds of meads that I was looking up. Uh, this has been my obsession mead, and I've been looking up all the different kinds we can make, and I'm really excited about some of these. Number one being the next one, right now I'm just making making um, honey, water, and yeast just to see what it tastes like. Probably really sweet, probably honey tasting. But the next one I'm really excited about making is the first one on the list. What do you see up there on the first one on the list there? Uh, Acer Glen. Acer Glen. What's yeah. that made with? Uh, looks like maple syrup maple syrup mead oh my gosh so you I, can use a different sweetener it sounds like you can now mm -hmm. you can make just maple wine mm -hmm. which i looked up online think about it um maple syrup is pretty much just sugar there's a tiny sure. little bit of like tree sap taste in there but it's mostly sugar and when you ferment something or make something out of wine the sugar is being eaten and turned into alcohol so if you just make maple wine it actually doesn't taste very great just tastes like you're drinking tree bark apparently is what i heard um, I guess there are certain ways you can make it better, but, but when you make Acer Glen, it's like half honey, half maple. So you're actually getting like a sweetened maple honey taste. And I'm so excited to make it. That's the next batch. Cannot wait to start that one. When we get a little bit more room, we're done with this batch. Acer Glen, maple mead, super excited. It sounds really good. I know. That's the next one I'm going to try. Be like a, like a morning brunch drink. Um, if I don't screw it up and make it taste awful, you can drink it with your pancakes. Ooh. There's also a Rodomel, which is a mead made with rose petals or rose hips. Oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know how the hell that would work. Uh, rose wine, but we'd try it. Imagine there... that would be kind of flowery. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe it would come... Why am I picturing a pink color? Probably is not pink at all. Could be. Could be. Then there's a uh, Caps... Capsicumel. It's um, from the Capsicum Lovers. Uh, this mead is flavored with chili peppers. It doesn't always result in a spicy tasting mead, uh, but it can lend that a balance of the sweetness of honey with a little bit of spiciness. So, so I, that has honey and chili peppers. Honey and chili peppers. In okay. it. So capsicum, I guess, is like the taste of the honey stuff or the peppery stuff. I like that. A spicy mead. The next one I've actually tried. When I first got into mead, I was like, this mead stuff's good, but it's super sweet. I don't like super sweet. I do like honey, and honey is sweet, but I, I didn't want it as sweet as I was tasting, especially with the cheaper meat I was buying. So I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll just mix it with beer. And I went out, or and this one's called Braggot, B-R-A-G-G-O-T. Uh, Braggot is a meat that's closest in the style of beer. Braggots are mixed with beer or brewed with malt or hops. It's a mead with an identity crisis, basically. So it's, it's mead mixed with beer. And when I first got into meat, I started to make braggot without knowing it was a thing. I didn't know it had a name. I went to a local liquor store. I got a cheap bottle of mead. Remember that? Mm -hmm. We drove back and 
I dropped one. Oh, of the... yeah, broke in the gas station. I, I opened the door and one fell out and broke on the so sad. pavement. But anyway, <laughs> I still had another bottle left. I went to that liquor store, got about an $18 bottle of mead. I bought a case of expensive IPAs and mixed the two. So the beer actually cost way more than the mead. Um, the bitter taste of the IPAs was balanced out by the super sweet mead, cheap mead. It was delicious. It's like you could taste. I did about uh, one part's. One parts mead to two parts uh, IPA. So about one third mead, two parts, um, two thirds uh, IPA beer. And so, it tasted really good. The hangover was fierce, but it tasted really good. So you mentioned like earlier in the podcast that like the Vikings sometimes would mix beer and mead. So is this what you're talking about? Is that what they were drinking? That is what they were. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking into Braggot, I found the historians claim the Vikings used to drink it. Apparently, when a Norseman was short on money or coin or whatever kind of money they had, uh, they still wanted to party. Um, he would mix the expensive mead with a cheaper beer to save on some coin. Uh, funny how the experience is kind of opposite with me, <laughs> uh, where the mead was a lot cheaper than the IPAs, but it's, it's still still works. So that's an ancient thing. You mix the, the beer and the mead, and I feel like it turned, you know, wine is typically like a, a woman's drink. Not that I care that much about it, but it took a woman's drink of wine, mixing it with beard, or beer and making like a Viking thing. It took wine and uh, a woman's drink and made it sort of like a manly man's thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Next up, we have coffee mead. I know you love coffee. We I both do. do. Uh, a mead brewed with coffee or espresso beans. I thought that would taste good, but can Does you? Does that have honey in it too, or no? Just the coffee. Yeah, yeah. So oh, these are does. all meads. Oh, these okay. are all made with honey. It's just oh, extra sense. stuff added. Okay. They're all different kinds of mead. I don't know how that would taste. Have you ever put honey in your coffee? Uh, no. We'll I to, haven't. We'll have to try it. I know that wouldn't be the same as brewing it, but or um, letting it ferment. But we'll have to try that. See if we'd even like. I know um, how I'm having my coffee tomorrow. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> coffee mead. Uh, there's brochet uh, meads made with honey that has been previously heated or toasted, and it adds like that caramelized taste to it. You know Ooh. when you burn, yeah, when you caramelize things. Um, so that'd be cool. There's sack mead. Uh, it's also known as great meads. It contains the highest amount of alcohol. It's 14% or over alcohol it requires the largest amount of honey to produce, and it takes the longest time to make. Um, then there's quick mead, which we're doing, which is doesn't take much time. Get it out there. It still tastes okay. Then there's those hydromels. This is interesting. Hydromels are the lightest meads. It contains at least amount of alcohol, usually between three and a half to seven and a half percent. And it tastes more like a beer. It's kind of like a watered down kind of wine. I thought that'd be interesting to make, but I don't know how I'd be able to. Um, so I thought that'd be interesting to try the hydromel. Now, why I think you should make mead. To make mead, you have to use honey, and bees are what make honey. Bees are a lot more uh, beneficial than you might think. These um, insects, besides proving us with a tasty sweetener, are the most important pollinators on the planet, ahead of birds and bats. A quarter of the flowering plants uh, species depend on them. The over-exploitation of agricultural land to feed the human population is causing a decline in the population of these insects, the bees. Whereas in reality, 70% of these crops depend entirely or partly on their pollination. 70%, that's like massive. Yeah, yeah. we need bees mm -hmm. and we're for whatever reason, we don't know entirely, we're not exactly sure why, but the bee, the bee population is, is dwindling. We've known that for a while. Um, now, without bees, humans would not survive. But if you make mead, then you are helping the bee industry. Here's how. Because you, in order to make mead, you have to buy honey. When you buy honey, you're giving money to the people who are charged with taking care of bees, caretaking bees. So 
Uh, if you want to chalk that up to, you know, boozing it up and make yourself feel good about it, make mead. You're going to buy honey, you're going to help bee population, and you're going to have a good time drinking mead doing it. And it's not that hard, as we've said. Super easy. I think, like I said, maybe when honey wasn't expensive, it was like 25 bucks. Maybe it's like 35 bucks now. Um, but you can make mead. It's super easy. Plus, out of a gallon, you get, what, five or six bottles? So, I mean, you know, you're making enough to make your money back, too. And, yeah, and you can give it away to friends. Right. And it is totally legal to do this. I know when I when I was a kid, I was like, how is it legal to make alcohol? I thought moonshining, that's illegal. What's going on? No, it's totally legal uh, to make your own alcohol. Um it's free of restrictions, prohibit the manufacture of beer, mead, hard cider, wine, other fermented alcohol beverage at home. Now, selling it is different. You need to, to jump through all kinds of hoops, uh, like getting a permit or, or, or whatever to sell alcohol. But if you just want to drink it yourself or give it away for free, uh, that is totally legal. You That's know? good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, big, big brother, Mr. Government, just wants their cut of the profits if you're going to try and sell it. So keep that in mind. <laughs> totally free to make it, though. Now, why you might think why have i never heard of this mead before i've heard of wine heard of beer heard of ciders but what the hell is mead why have i never heard of it before why is the mead popular well the bee population is dwindling due to the use of pesticides and other farming techniques so meaderies are having to produce their own honey so people who just wanted to get into making wine are now they have to be beekeepers and they didn't really sign up for that. So that's really hard to do. Um, so if you do find a meadery, those people are, they put their little extra work into it. There is one near us that Shannon actually told me about. What's that one? Oh yeah. Kingview mead. Um, they've been making mead for a while and they have like their plain regular one, but then they also have all kinds of different like flavorings and they have an apple cider one. That's really good. And you can like heat it up. It's really tasty. And then they have a ginger one too. So those are the two that I would recommend from there. Like I said, really good. I'm not a huge fan of super sweet mead. So I kind of like those ones that have the the flavoring kind of away from that. And how far is that from us? Uh, it's about 30 minutes. It's down in the South Hills. And how many other ones do you know of around here? Meaderies? Yeah. Uh, zero. I don't know of any other, other. Other than Kingview. So we live in a pretty big, you know, one of the top, I'd say like what, top 20 cities in america to... yeah i mean we live in pittsburgh it's a big yeah, city it's, it's a yeah. decent sized city and there's only one that we can think of there might be other meteries around here but that's the only one we can think of so there's not many of them out there go support them go definitely go, go buy some mead go talk to them be like hey if i was make some make some mead from home like you have any tips you have any tricks anything so i just want to make this get off and i you know get started and become a thing because i feel like if we all start making mead start buying mead Maybe it puts more money into the beekeeping industry, keeps those bees around. Um, I think bees are one of the top seven species that if they fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, human beings wouldn't last a year. We really wouldn't. We'd have no crops and it would be awful. So it's good to support meaderies. It's good to support beekeeping places. So get out there, make some mead, drink some mead, um, and cheers, Huda Thunkers. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Just one more quick thing to Kingview Mead. If you go to Tanger Outlets has a store down there and they do free samples oh. um, and you can get up to like six samples per person. So if you go with another person, you get 12 samples, you get to try 12 different meads. So check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later, Hootathuckers. Thanks for listening and tune in next week.